0: Welcome back to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We're back with a special heat check. Now, after months of speculation, the Dame Lillard saga has finally reached its conclusion as the Blazers traded the 7 time All-NBA selection to the Bucks in a three-team trade along with the Suns that sent shockwaves through the basketball world. So, for those who aren't aware, here are the details of the deal. The Bucks get Dame. The Blazers get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Suns' 2023 second-round pick Tumani Kamara, an unprotected 2029 first round pick from the Bucks, plus two pick swaps, and the Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. So, we're going to take a deeper look at this trade from all three squads, but we got to start with the most important one, the Bucks. So, Gil, what are your thoughts on Damian Lillard teaming up with Giannis and Chris Middleton to form a new big three on the Bucks?
1: Yeah. <laughs> we got him. Yeah. So, you know, um, we can officially say Blazers did right by Dane, putting him in a situation where he can be successful. Um, you know, that was the big worry, you know, will they do right, will they send him somewhere where he can't win and he's in the same situation he is. But, you know, um, they did right by him by putting him with the best team in the East last year. I mean, they were number one in the East last year and, you know, now he gets to you know, be added to one, one of the most dominant Big man in the game, and probably the most dominant person in the East right now.
0: So, look, we had talked about this at length ever since Dame Mm -hmm. announced his trade request back in July. Mm -hmm. He had seemed hell bent on going to the Heat. Obviously, there were other teams that presented, you know, if he wanted to actually win that championship and and, and get to that level, there were teams that presented better opportunities. You talk about the Celtics, you talk about the Bucs, obviously, like we did. So, it seems like, and this is no knock to the Heat because they got a great team, made the finals beat the Bucs in the first round. Obviously Giannis was injured for, for most of those games, so it wasn't exactly the Bucs team that we're accustomed to seeing, but does this seem like, you know, from Dame's standpoint, the best opportunity? Now, obviously you had the opportunity to go to South Beach, turn up, probably a much better destination just from a living standpoint than Milwaukee, but from a basketball championship standpoint, Bucks seemed like one of the best options, if not the best option for Dame.
1: No, no. I mean, the, the the Miami Heat option was never an option, you know, once free agency started because, you know, some of the pieces that they would have needed to trade for Dame, they didn't sign back. So um, once they didn't sign back uh, Gabe, Vincent, and players like that, there was, you had no assets, right? You would have had to give up, you know, Jimmy Butler or Bam. So it didn't make any sense. And even with those three, i don't think they would have been good enough you know to 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 you know go through the east like that i mean but you know you know dame is a different player you know added with jimmy so that um that duo would have really been different um but i think what what dame has been missing and he's he texts me in it too we've had this conversation um in the past um and he texted me about an hour ago and I, uh, you know, I asked him, you know, are you happy? And he wrote, I am. You know, I think it will finally come to light that I'm one of those guys at the very top. They have discredited me for years without acknowledgement. How I was never on even close to even playing field with everybody else. And I think because he's been in a smaller market, no one really, you know, embraced you know what he was doing over there. And we used to talk about like, you know how do i get my name out there and i was like i was doing the same thing in you know washington and i had to start talking you know telling people what i'm gonna do i'm about to score 50 on i'm about to do this and you know some of those markets you have to be your own uh spokesperson you know Damon's quiet so i think now that he's gonna be on that big stage um and gonna be number one in the East, and he's gonna do what he's gonna do. All of a sudden, he's gonna go from Dame to this super stardom, all because of a team he's playing on. And I think at this point in his career, that's what he's been, you know, looking for.
0: You know, so for lack of a better word, Dame has gotten some heat for his previous comments about not running from the grind, but spent 11 seasons with the Blazers, you know, was extremely loyal to that franchise, to that city. Sometimes you got to run from the grind. I think to your point when you talk about legacy and how legacies are formed, I think as an individual player top 75 all time coming off one of his best seasons, highest point per game average, highest three point makes per game average. You know, but the Blazers, I think let it be known uh, by drafting Scoot with that third overall pick that they were still more focused on rebuild mode. And now you talk about Milwaukee, not necessarily the sexiest market, you know, but with that squad and what they're going to be able to do, you know, and at that level now it gives him an opportunity to show what he's really capable of doing. So I want to know from, from your standpoint, how much pressure now is on Dame? Because now you don't got that excuse that you're playing for the Blazers. You're kind of playing for this, you know, mediocre to bottom, bottom level team in the West. Now you're coming on the team that was number one in the West before Giannis got hurt last year. Uh, you know, or number one in the East, excuse me, before Giannis got hurt last year. Uh, and now you have the opportunity to go do all the things that you set out to do.
1: Listen, it, it's goofy talk when someone says someone's not running from a grind. I mean, <laughs> how long do you grind before, you know, people really respect it? Obviously, they didn't respect his grind because you don't have him as one of the top point guards in, you know, in the game. So you didn't respect his grind. You didn't respect the hard work he was putting in. You didn't respect his loyalty because you didn't give him the accolades that went with this grind. All you respect is winning which means you have to be with other players to win. You can't be by yourself being this dominant force because no one respects it. They respect that that, that thought that, okay, I can be 80% and team up with a whole bunch of other players who's gonna play 80%, but, but because we're so dynamic together we never have to put our our push our engines and we're number one they respect that more than versus a guy who has to go a thousand percent just to keep up so there's no pressure on Dane the reason there's no pressure is when he played for the Blazers for the last six seven years he had to play 130 percent to keep up you remember when um when he missed a free throw against the Clippers and the whole starting lineup is laughing and then he came back, gave him up like 60, 55. But right? he had to do that to compete. Well, when you were Giannis in that that, that number one squad over there, he don't have to go 110% and he's going to get acknowledged more by revving his engine less. That's the funny part about how we, how we view this sport, right? 130%, nah, he's doing it by himself. He yeah, ain't good enough. Go there, they're going to start the season, damn, they're probably 8-13-0, and, and they're going to be, oh my God, Dame is doing such a great job. He's one of the elite point guards, and he's playing half his engine. Yeah. Hilarious.
0: And I think you, you've talked about this a lot. For a guy that was in Dame's position, being that star player on the squad that maybe is not that good, he's getting all the attention from the defense. So what he's got to do from an output standpoint every night, you know, a lot of people just look, oh, well, his team is not that good. So it's easy for him to get buckets when in reality is probably a lot harder than playing with a, a squad like he's got now in the Bucks.
1: Now it's, listen, it's harder to guard someone when there's other players on the team that can do it too. So you can't double, you can't focus on the defense like that. Well, in, in Portland, everything was focused on him, right? Everything was focused on um, his pick and rolls and coming to the lane, his pull up, everything was focused on it. Now you you can't. As Soon as you look at him, Giannis is coming down the lane. You think about trying to stop Giannis, you got Dame and Middleton there. So the game becomes easier for him. It's like there's no. That's what I said. There's no pressure, pressure to be number one. They were number, no. There's no pressure. But this ain't about regular season. This ain't about regular season. This is. This, the Dame that they, 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 they traded for is the dude that the last time we see him in the playoffs, average 34, 34, 46% from the field, 45 from the three <laughs> that that's, that's who they're getting in the playoffs. See when Giannis has to play basically one on five, you know, drew holiday playoff numbers has been horrible. They've been, they've been, I'm not gonna lie. They've been horrible right I think he shot with 39% shit, wait hold on I got 37% from the field 31 from the three that was two years ago last year 40% from the field 28 from the three, 369 from the free throw line as a guard right but I don't look at the numbers like that because his his greatness is defense right he's a an elite defender and he takes on the Jimmy Butler's and the Tatums and the Jalen Browns when they get hot the James Hardest that's you know being 6364 and you're taking on these bigger guys that does drain a lot of energy from you but you know when you're when you're talking about you know what Dane brings. Dane brings he's a number two ISO player in the NBA last year that's what he brings and, you know,
0: they used to say defense wins championships, but I've never seen a game one where the score was 0-0. So no, that's like, they, they, they going to need that offense. They're going to need yeah. that 30-piece, you know.
1: That defend sense. this. That defend this, sense. pick and roll. That made sense in the 70s and the 60s. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Giannis. Giannis was very vocal this offseason in terms of his future with the Bucks. He said he was going to wait to sign his extension until the Bucks showed they were just as committed as to winning another championship as he is so i think the bucks have shown Giannis, you know they're about that business about that action landing dame so i want to ask you a two-part question how does dame impact Giannis's game and how does Giannis impact dame's game
1: it's, it's the Yin and the yang it's the kobe and the, you know the lebron um i mean uh the kobe and shaq the, the shaq and penny it's it's that uh tony parker and duncan type right they're the uh, steve nash and, and amari chris paul and you know, Blake Griffin. Because Dame is such a great shooter and Giannis is a great finisher, slasher, when they do picking rolls, there's really nothing you're going to do. You're not going to switch. You're not going to be that dumb. Can't hard show. Because, <laughs> you know, if Giannis you it's one of those unstoppable forces once they get their, their timing together and they help each other because they're the opposite of what each other does and they need... Exactly what each other has to be dominant. You know, uh, you know, Giannis needs a guard that can turn the corner, that can shoot the deep ball, that can. You p- try to play under uh, if you help, right? You know, I get the free up. You know, Giannis needs a guy that if you try to sit in the lane on me, I got a guy who can, you know, hit you from forty-five feet, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can't you can't sit in the lane anymore, right? With Drew Holiday, it was the eh, you can't do that no more. Not even close, you know? So Giannis is going to be in there playing like he playing back in Greece, on the playground, (laughs) by himself. You know, so it, 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 you know, these two, this is a, this is a perfect combo.
0: So now let's, let's just hypothetically, you're you're an opposing coach and you got to try and scheme
1: and game plan defensively against that duo. How do you do it? One, you try to zone him, you try to zone it. Um, I remember playing against, you know, Amari and, Steve Nash, and if you look at his numbers, Steve Nash killed me, right? Because, you know, we got to go, you got to go over because so they can't shoot behind. Um, The big man is not going to help. So that's going to be a turn corner pull up. Um, Hard showing. I mean, you can hard show pre-rotate. You know, hard show, just pre-rotate, and that's Middleton sitting in that corner dead by himself, right? So, um, you know, they're it's, it's a, per- that's what I'm saying, it's, 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 it's a perfect matchup. It's like having Steve Nash with Carmelone, Malone, right? John Stockton was amazing, but John Stockton couldn't shoot like Steve Nash can shoot and Steve Nash can pass just as great as um, John Stockton did. So just imagine having that type of force doing the pick and roll, where if you thought about going under, out and he can score 40 and 50 if he wanted to. So it's like, it's just like these key players that get put together, but game plan for it is good luck. <laughs>
0: you gotta pray. Pray to your God and, and hope it works out. So when you look at the Bucks now, just into the future in the window that this big three squad has, Dame is under contract until at least 2026. Giannis and Middleton both can opt out after the 2025 season. This means the Bucks have about a two season window at least with this new big three. So when you look at Giannis and, you know, there had been talk about him trying to go to a bigger market, potentially the Knicks or other spots like that. Is adding Dame enough to get Giannis to commit to the Bucks
1: for the long term? Yes, and I think that statement was to pressure them to make this trade. So I'm pretty sure they came to him talking about a trade um, and options. And I I think he probably, you know, um, voiced his concern on who he wanted. Is not Dame who he picked first? Yep, All-Star? And the, uh, you know, All-Star. so he knows, he knows what the two bring. And I think this was the trade he wanted because with them two, you're never out of contentions. You're, you're never out of contention. There's just, you know, they can get rid of Middleton and and go sign a Jimmy Butler steal or go sign, you know, one of these young you know, three men and still be right back at the top. So um, I think it's going to be one of those Golden State um, type of dynasties, you know, towards the end of their career. But I think they're going to be favorite the last these next three to four years.
0: So, I mean, just, just looking at the Bucks and the opportunity that it presented, Giannis making those comments about the franchise. Do you think there was a world that maybe where Giannis and Dame were communicating behind the scenes? and applying that pressure. Because again, Damon, Damon said repeatedly, and that was all of the reports, I, I just want to go to the Heat. That's the only place I'm going. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. Who doesn't want to be in South Beach? But when you have the opportunity to play with the generational talent like Giannis, you know, multiple MVPs, finals, MVPs, championship, has that championship experience and pedigree. You don't really pass up on it. And like you mentioned, the All-Star game, Giannis took Dame with his first pick. So it seems like these dudes may have been plotting this thing for, for a little bit longer than people might, might be aware of.
1: No, I I I I don't think Bucks knew that they were in contentions until, you know, um, until probably Giannis reached out. Listen, the biggest, the biggest trades in history are the trades that never happened because the players talk to the players. Now, once I get a commitment, from the person I'm trying to recruit, it's the, it's the, uh, the team's job. The management job is to make the deal happen, right? So there's, there's trades that could have been happening. You know, you hear about the Kevin Garnett to the, we believe team, right? Right. You hear about these possibilities of things that happen because players talk to players, right? We respect each other's game. So it's like, yo, I want you to come here. What's up? All right, bet now it's convincing the dummies up top. Right. And I think that's why Giannis decided to pull that. I'm not going to sign here if y'all don't, you know, make this happen because we know what fits us. They management don't play the actual game. They hear names. They look at stats. They look at. But when you're talking about knowing someone's game, knowing what fits the pieces that fit to the puzzle, only the players that's playing on the court knows that. Right? So we can see from the outside and say, yeah, that's not gonna work right there. They don't know that. Right? They they can't see that coming. They just see names and they look at, oh, he only shot 30%. He shot 30% in that system because that's how they're playing him. In this system, he's gonna be about 42. So um this was a this was a Giannis and Dame calling. Hey, you wanna team up? You wanna, you I know you wanna go to South Beach, but I think we can present a better chance of winning the chip for sure i know you, you talk- like hey, listen i know you like the uh, uh you know wet willies <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> we got cheese over here <laughs> cheese and beer <laughs> we got cheese and beer over here it's not the same but a ring and cheese and beer do 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 look good and then we can go to south beach after yeah no we,
0: that's it's about a three hour four hour flight away <laughs> ain't no big deal but do you feel like from Dame's side, maybe it was a little uh, Jedi mind trickery going on too with the Blazers, like, look, I just want to go to the Heat, send me anywhere but the Bucks. I just want to go to Miami. I'm not trying to go, you know, like, play with y'all, no, nah, nah,
1: nah, I'm good. No, nah, I mean, you know, I think, you know, um, him and the Bucks. they, I mean, him and uh, the Blazers had, you know, uh, a mutual respect of, you know, I've done everything that I can here. You guys are looking in a different direction. Um, and that direction is you know without me you know in a sense and you know i understand it you know can you put me in a situation where you know i can win and you know there was only a few teams in the east um that had pieces that can make that move and um you know it was them you know even if he went to you know um let's say sixers for james harden that doesn't didn't do nothing. Not moving. you right. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's not. not it's not, a, the, the needle's not really. Eh. You know, you, Joel picking pop guy. You know. You know more of a ISO guy. You know, get his rhythm type of guy. You know that don't work. That that's. Nah. So Bucks,
0: obviously still favorites. Uh, and are now the favorites to come out of the East, with this move. Uh, you know, as Lakers fans, this this move the uh, the Celtics over which, uh, you know, always a good thing. But do you think that Celtics squad as constructed now can be competitive against this buck squad or, or give them a run for the Eastern conference?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, uh, Celtics made some nice moves too, you know, they, they got a big, um, mini unicorn and that's going to help them. I mean, he averaged what 19, 19 and 10, 19. I mean, he averaged high double, double last year, you know, for Washington. So, um, is going to give them some length in the back where he can challenge and block shots. You have, you know, two wings that are, are priming right now. They're playing great basketball and they're not even in their prime. They're still young. They're still young boys. Right. Um, and what, what ends up happening is because you don't have drew holiday to guard the off one, right? Uh, bucks bucks shooting guard and three is, is going to be neutralized in that series. Right, it's going to be one of those um, matchups where, you know, Tatum or Brown is going to be giving Middleton all of that work, and you're going to lose Middleton in that series um, because you know he's going to be focused so much on defense, where you're going to lose his offense. Where Drew Holiday was that guy who you know picked up that slack, so and Grayson Allen. I mean, you you lose two defenders, you know, you lose two guys who was willing to you know, uh, put their uh, bodies on the line, put their offense on the line, you know, to stop the opposing, you know, wing. So um, that'd be, there's gonna be a good matchup because it's an off balance there where the, the stars on both sides are really gonna be, you know, shining. So let's talk a little bit just about Adrian Griffin
0: uh, entering his first season with his Bucks, the first head coaching job, a uh, long time assistant, tons of experience. You didn't say there's no pressure on Dame necessarily, or or, or Giannis, but how much pressure is on him to get this team moving in the right direction? Because let's just say hypothetically, they start out a little shaky. You you said they'd go 8-0, 13-0, this team would be on a roll. Now they don't produce at that level. You know, is he on the hot seat at all?
1: Hey, Adrian, hey, (laughs) hey this is gonna be him next year, right? During the season. Wipe sub? Oh, uh, who? All right, sub. He, listen, this is, <laughs> right, right? This is one of those situations where if he looks like he's out there really, really coaching, he's just playing for the cameras. Got he's you. just playing for the cameras because you have a number one team. You have a championship team, right? This is not a situation where you're rebuilding. Those players that wanted, most of the players that won that championship, they're still on this team, right? And now you added someone who's hungry in winning, someone who is a shot maker, who's efficient, who's, who's an elite scorer added with an elite driver, slasher, dunker, whatever you want to call Giannis, just a freak of nature. Your, your job is easy. Like this is not a this is not, you know, the you're in a situation like Steve Nash was where, you know, you got three elements coming in, you know, you don't know. You you just got one element coming in that is a basketball player. He's not a hooper, he's a basketball player, meaning he knows Reese he understands the game, his IQ is very high. So as a coach, all you're doing is just sitting there making the right subs. That's it. There's no it, I'm not even gonna pretend that this job is hard. like. No, we're not even gonna do. It. Just like Luke Walton did when <laughs> with the Golden State Warriors, just <laughs> sit there. They run twenty four games in a row. That's it. I will uh, listen. If I'm gonna be a coach, this is the this is the job I want to be in. For sure. This this job. Out of all the teams in the NBA right now, I don't want to be with the defending champs, right? Because yeah. that's pressure, right? The Lakers, like. You know, no, 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 no. This one right here, <laughs> yeah. Sit back. I, I I can just count the money. Ooh, baby, let's go get that house. Like this, that's the type of team that, you know, that he he has right now. You have bas you have basketball players, you have workers. You don't have to worry about them getting in trouble, Giannis getting in trouble, but you don't have to worry about none no. You got somebody who's showing up to work doing his job. I think that's the best part about that
0: Buck squad. You really don't have any problems on that roster, right? All mm-hmm. these guys are locked in, all savvy vets, not not getting into no shit. The worst you got to worry about is maybe Dame staying at the recording studio too long in the He got that in,
1: got that in his house. He, but he his got Al, at the his, crib. His album already done, so he, he good.
0: <laughs> his album already done. <laughs> hey, Bucks fans, better make sure that shit goes. J- hey, hey, Bucks, hey, buy, that, buy the album. Bottom album, watch the game winners drop. I need, I need 5 million downloads. (laughs) I ain't giving y'all nothing. But after the deal was announced, uh, Bucks are now the top pick to win the 2024 championship. According to the odds makers, the Nuggets have slipped to second. But you talk about, you know, how the outside world views these rosters versus how players like yourself, current and former, will view these rosters. Does this Bucks squad have enough to compete with the Nuggets?
1: Yeah. Because um, the two positions that the Nuggets have and that um, Bucks have are the same position, right? The two two stars on both teams are head-to-head. When it comes to Giannis and when it comes to Giannis versus, you know, Jokic, you're, you're, you're you're talking about a very close matchup. Right, the only thing like you're talking about one average is 25. The other average is about 32, right? Both average 11 rebounds, and then the assists is what put Jokic a little bit, but Greek's points it kind of there's it's just it's it's barely right. Yeah. Well, Dame versus um, Murray, yeah. well, that's a big difference. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, you're talking about 19, 20 versus 30, right? That's a big difference. So um, you have the same type of one-two combo. So from there, it's who has the best role players. Um, yeah, you throw a healthy Middleton into that mix,
0: you know, that, that's another the
1: layer. That's the, that's the offset because, you know, um, last year, your third option, which was uh, Michael Porter, didn't have a great, you know, um, finals. Um, Gordon picked it up. Um, so it can be, it's going to be, it's going to be good, but I, I will give it to the Bucks. I think they have a little bit more in that starting unit than Denver. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the Miami Heat
0: in this whole situation. Damon, let it be known uh, early on that his preferred destination was the Heat. He had the potential to put together the best trade package, uh, but that reportedly never materialized for the 33-year-old Lillard. You know, didn't want to give up a little too much what they fe- felt like in their their estimations. But will the Heat regret not pulling the trigger on the Dame trade? What were they giving up? Uh, you know, multiple young guys. They would have probably had to find a third team for for Hero, but you know, it was like Hero Jovic, uh, Jaime Hake has potentially a bunch of firsts, bunch of pick swap seconds but you know didn't all didn't come to the table with all that according to reports so who cares <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right? hey hey listen you know we I'm don't care going, listen you know pat is the godfather over there right and if he didn't if he didn't do the trade it was for a reason so um there's no point in questioning and saying they're gonna regret um, the decision making, There was a decision that, that there was a reason that he didn't do the trade. He didn't think it was probably going to benefit him in the long run, and that's the the decision he went with. And last question for you on, on this. Because I bucks was re- I was ready to get my Miami Heat zero jersey. I was like, I'm not even gonna lie. You know now now I got now I got to get a zero Bucks. Gil, you know. So there. I help you out. I'm on the bandwagon
0: now. It's beautiful to see, Gil. It's on the time. bandwagon
1: now. You, you,
0: you had some slander for the city, of Milwaukee, for the Bucks. It's a beautiful place. You're going to love it out there. It's a little cold. You got to bring your winter coat, but they got to, uh, you know, th- that city is thriving right now and it's going to be super turned up. So glad to see it. You know, we got Brandon Jennings already on the crew. We got my pops out there working. We got Gil now. I'm here people... now,
1: Bucks. I'm here they, now, Bucks. They, and
0: they're going to treat you better than the city of Detroit. I know that. They're going to roll, you know. <laughs> they don't take kindly to slander Milwaukee, but
1: not as bad as the city of Detroit does. So they, hey, they're hey, going to hey, have hey, some hey. love for you. Hey, don't matter if they start booing. I'm gonna be on the front row. You can boo all you want, but I'm a Bucks fans now.
0: Yes, Bucks sir. in six,
1: Bucks in four. Hey, okay, you said it.
0: We'll see. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. So, last question for you on this whole Bucks side, and I think I know the answer, but I still got to ask it: Do you like Dame on the Bucks more than you would have liked Dame on the Heat with Jimmy Butler and Bam?
1: Yeah. Um. Because it's not Jimmy Butler and. It's Jimmy Butler and Bam, but it's Middleton and and, and Giannis.
0: Yeah, it and seems like a, a better, better
1: fit. That's a better. That's a better fit. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll stick with the yeah. one that that happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you think Dame and Jimmy Butler are both dogs, but that would have created some tension. I feel like down the road, especially in the playoffs, because they both want to be the guy in that moment.
1: Middleton, you know, I think. Now you know what? Now Jimmy's smart enough to understand who will be that go-to guy in, in the, the 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 moments of the game and. When he wouldn't perform, that's when Jimmy would have stepped up. But Jimmy would have went back to being like a Scottie Pippen type. That's the okay. brilliancy of Jimmy that no one no one take, gives him credit for. He plays his role. He reminds me of Koran Butler, right? I'm the number one option. Antoine's the number two option. Koran is the number three. Koran was the number three option. If I'm not playing, Koran was the number one option. Antoine stayed in the middle, right? And that's how Jimmy is. Jimmy Jimmy is smart enough to understand, Dame if Dame was here, he's the number 1 option. I'll be the number 3. No Dame, I'll be the number 1 option. All right, well let's let's keep
0: this thing moving. Let's move on to another team uh, involved in this deal. Phoenix there Suns. There was another team. There's two other teams Gil, we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're not. And that's the thing, man, everybody everybody's Ooh. high on these Bucks. Like we must have forgot, but the Suns have been one of the most active teams this offseason. You know, all this news I think made people forget that the you know, Sons of Landed Brandley Bill from the Wizards and James Jones done a marvelous job filling out that the rest of that roster on a shoestring budget. So in this deal, they now have more depth with Nurk, who's I mean, we're not let's be real, he's not DeAndre Aiden's level, but gives him something different. Well uh, DeAndre Aiden's level like it as in what? I'm just saying, uh production wise, but can get to that, you know, he, he's still a solid. But picker. does
1: he quit? <laughs>
0: Uh, he does not my, that's, any my cheaper. Arizona,
1: that's my Arizona guy but at the end of the day we're talking about heart does, does Nurkic have heart yeah cheaper and older a, but does he have heart is he gonna is he gonna fake injuries or back out when no yeah. so let's yeah. keep then that was a good then that was a good trade it's some Arizona beef cracking no but it ain't used- even about that it's just it's reality right you know in the playoffs they need you and you know you can't you can't go because Jokic is out there having a ball? Nah. And just to be be fair and be real, Jokic just had a ball on Nurk too throughout their career.
0: I think he averaged a triple-double on them last year, like 27, 10 and 10. And their, their forehead, to had me. But you're not, you know, <laughs> that's beside the point. That's, that's yeah, just that standard, the point. That's standard
1: but he, Like, But did he quit though? <laughs> he he quit. got heart though. He, got, he, he took got it like a joke.
0: Joke. <laughs> But they added Nurk, Grayson Allen, uh, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson to go along with, K.D.D. book in the Bill big three do you like this trade for the Suns?
1: yeah I think it gives them some pieces that we were questioning it gives them a little bit more defense um a little bit more toughness especially with you know you know Grayson down there you know Nurk is just gonna do what he's gonna do the other person nah, he ain't even you know no not yet <laughs> um but you know it, it gives them a little bit more wiggle room where they can you know pull small lineups put big lineups where you can put Katie you know, um, at the five and Grayson Allen at the, you know, the, the the three or the two, however you want to do it. So you can you can really get you know creative and not really lose much. Yeah, we talk about a guy like Grayson Allen was the starter
0: with the Bucks last season. We'll probably shift to a bench role with this Sun squad, but it seems like they've now addressed some of those issues. Because when that deal first happened for Bradley Bill's like, all right, you know, at the at the top. Y'all got a squad, right? But the rest of that bench, you know, a, a little shaky now, but they've seemed to to tighten that up a little bit and some good young guys that have the potential now to develop and will be able to do that with with three amazing players in KD, D-Book, and Brad Beal to kind of shoulder that load and shoulder the burden. So, you know, when you look at this Sun squad, they've completely revamped the roster uh, from the team. They got smacked by the Nuggets in the conference semis. But chemistry is always an issue with any team, especially a team like this now, where you got three big personalities that are used to getting buckets. So, how long will it take this new look Suns squad to build that necessary chemistry?
1: Well, it ain't three personalities, right? It's just three bucket getters. Right? Three bucket, but good. they, they, they the they're three different good.
0: human beings. They all have—they all have their wants and but, needs as as basketball players.
1: And I, you know, I—and this is why, um, this is why names. And um, what you did before narratives kills me, right? Where you, oh, you got Beal, he's used to doing this. We, people adapt, players adapt, that's what made them great. When you get to the NBA, for the most part, you had to adapt to different situations to get there. So the the illusion that players can't adapt, like Beal knows when he gets there, his role ain't the same as it was then. Right? Um, So he will have to play more of a point guard. They're going to do what it takes for their games to all shine. Right? You have three elite scores. Right? It's, it's, you know, it's, it's like when Steph, Clay and um, and Curry was together. Steph Clay and KD, you mean? Yeah, Steph and KD. Yeah, yeah that, I got you. When, when I got agree. your back. Yeah, when those three were together, right? When you have three guys who can put that ball in the basket, it becomes a whole nother entity, right? So with those with with, with those three meshing, vibing, I'm probably they spent a lot of the summer together, you know, to get that to get that chemistry, to get the to, to, to bring each other, you know, up to speed, you know, so. Um, I don't see any, any problems, right? It'd be, it'd be some hiccups here and there, you know, who gets the ball at the end, you're still going to have that problem, but that's a good problem because you got three guys who know how to do that. You know, if I got, you know, if I have, you know, Kobe, Jordan, and let's say Paul Pierce (laughs) <laughs> you know, on a court together and I'm, you know, I got to take the last shot, right? I, I don't, whoever get that shit, I'm happy with. I'm happy, I'm happy with whoever gets it, right? If I drop a play for Jordan and Kobe gets it, I'm not going to be like, oh, God damn. <laughs> no, right? And that's, that's, that's the problem where, I, I, hey, how about this? Run around in a circle, whoever get it, shoot it, we good.
0: no yeah. And to your point, you know, Bill had a role with the Wizards. Uh, I think it'll be completely different now with the Suns. We got to interview uh, Bradley, you know, earlier last season. Mm-hmm. And just could see a little bit of his frustration with that situation. I mean, I think he loved the city, loved the team. But they weren't going in the direction that, that he was looking to go in. Kind of similarly to, to Dame in his situation in Portland. Now he gets the opportunity to play with two high-level elite guys, two superstars. And, uh, you know, that's always exciting because now you can you don't have to have as much pressure and strain on you. He kind of just gets to relax and operate in the flow. So I'm sure his scoring will go down, but I think his efficiency will improve significantly because now they don't
1: have the ability other teams to double team him, you know. You you, you have three guys, right, that want to win, right? When you're talking about legacy, right? You know, um, Bill feels that he's been cheated out of how good he is, you know, because of where he's been so he has something to prove you know booker is the same way man y'all ain't been respecting my my my, my gangster over here he got something to prove katie's like she y'all keep talking about i ain't this good i ain't this great because i'm doing he got something to prove so you got three people who want to win they need to win right so they they are sacrificing and i I know they're sitting back they're like wait y'all got them Y'all, got, y'all, y'all think they gonna win the championship? I bet. Right? So I didn't even think about <laughs> them when we talking about Denver. So let's let's talk about their big three.
0: KD D book Bill Big Three versus the Dame Giannis Chris Middleton big three. Between those two big threes, which one do you like the most?
1: It's it's different. I I I know. It's, like, di- it's, it's, di- it's, it's a different big three, right? You got <laughs> because it, it's, 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 it's hard because you have Giannis. Right. Um, then what he do, you can't teach, go hard. Right. Right. Go. It's that old school, you know, preaching. Yeah. Hey, just go out there and play hard, but he actually plays smart. Right. You know, I, when people used to say that, I'd be like, what, just run out there with a chicken head with our chicken or with our heads cut off like a chicken? No, Play hard and play smart. I don't just need you to go out there just playing hard. Right? Giannis plays so hard, it just brings the level of the game up. And those three versus those three is it's it's wings and how do you stop Giannis? Katie you gotta start Giannis, right? You know, it's it's one of those. Uh, I don't like that one. <laughs> you don't gotta answer I, I'ma just be though I'ma just be the guy that tells the truth. I don't like it. You're not gonna your force show. me. Hey, you don't you're not gonna force me to pick. I don't like it because both of them got advantages and you know, you know,
0: no. Well, this is no chill with Gilbert Arenas, you the boss.
1: You know, I'm I know, you I know, just a host, a host <laughs> has no name.
0: I'm just here to ask the questions, you answer them how you see fit. So Nuggets are still the favorite to come out of the West, but the Suns are right behind them. We talked about the Bucks versus Nuggets, but do the Suns have enough to pose a threat to Joker in this Nugget squad?
1: I think so. Um, you know, um, I. I Denver didn't make any moves that they needed to, to, to increase. And I, I I hate when championship teams do that, where you think you're good enough to repeat, right? Um, you know, Bulls did not I mean, you know, teams, that, but you still got to add something. You still got to make a to do something to, to elevate, right? You know, so that we, no one's seen you coming, right? Now they do see you. Right? They see you now. So you have to add another piece that they didn't see coming. Sons did. Um, so I I'm I'm I will I will favor Suns over Denver. And I just think, you know, Jokic is gonna have to play Jokic basketball times too to get over this this type of talent now. You know, there was no Bill last time you played him. Right. So, you know, that's a, that's another element that you got to account for, but they still got to come get that joker work too. So you got to remember, there's no Chris Paul versus Murray. That's Beal versus Murray now. And Murray's not a, not even a bill type, but he is a great asset at what he does. Right. He's a gamer. He hits big shots. He knows how to play that game. Right. You know, he's just a different animal himself. Like he's a, he's like, he reminds me of more of the, you know, myself, but that Jimmy Butler in the playoffs, like he good in regular season, but man, Murray in the playoffs is a a different player too. Yeah. Right. And, you know, you know, but you know, you do have Bill and we don't know what high level Bill in the playoffs look like. Yeah. Well, hopefully we're going to see. Yeah, but, it ain't Chris. But remember, it ain't a hurt Chris Paul. This is a healthy 6'6", Bradley Beal. You know that you have to guard, and that's guarding you. So that—that's what I'm saying. So that's a—that's a different beast Denver didn't see.
0: Yeah. So it, I know it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. The NBA is fantastic. This is a, yeah, this is, is going to be a good year. Woo. We was waiting on this damn thing. We was all getting a little nervous. Obviously, you still got Harden in that situation. We'll get to down the road. But let's talk about the last team in this deal. Last. Uh, but we'll say least just in this particular situation based on how it's going to shape out. Uh, Portland Trail Blazers. So, Blazers never got the deal they were looking for from the Heat. So, they made their next move, their best move, shipped Dame over to the Bucks, got a nice haul. Had to give up a lot uh, to the Bucks and Suns, but got, I think, a lot good in, in return. So, but Gil got to ask you, did the Blazers get enough for Damian Lillard? What did they give up? So it's hard to break it down because of all the other pieces, but in terms of Dame, you get uh Drew Holiday, uh 2029 unprotected first round pick from the Bucks, two pick swaps, which I believe are but this is this is down the road now with this Buck squad. So there's no telling in the next mm-hmm. six years where these Bucks are gonna be. Dame is gonna be 40 at that point. Giannis is gonna be be older. Who knows if he's still gonna be there? It's you know, just as things shake. So getting that unprotected pick and the pick swaps. There's a potential there, and there's also potential that that you know the Bucks are pick still dominant. Swaps. What
1: is this? What the? This sounds like how the Lakers got Magic. <laughs> <laughs> like when I hear shit like that, pick swap, pick swap, like is that how they got Magic and Worthy? Y'all, that's how there, they got
0: Worthy. I think from the the Cavs owner was crazy as shit. And, and, and Magic
1: too. And, didn't Magic get there by you know some uh, uh, but, but, circus Soleil? You know, trick trick. You know, number one pick type of deals. Uh, A janky coin flip. But, I need yeah, to see yeah, the like, coin. I need to see
0: the coin that was. Yeah, but that's for what I'm Maddie. saying.
1: So, so there, there's going to be some some hidden shit. Number one pick. I done sold three of my my children to you, and I get the first. Come on, man. Pick swaps. What the f? That's that jankiness. Yeah,
0: but in terms of uh, you know, but moving Nurk as well, some of those young guys too. Now getting DeAndre Ayton built a solid core. So, you know, I mean, do do you think they got enough for them?
1: I I think they got exactly what they needed. They got young pieces. They got a young big that can fit with the young nucleus. They got, um, they got some trick stuff up in the future. By the time, um, these players actually start getting into their prime, you talking about 2026. So the four or five years from now, most of these guys will be 26, 27, 28. And then, you know, if they can get one of those secret number one, number two picks, I, I think they, you know, they're gonna be, they're gonna be a team to look out for um down the road. down, down the
0: road. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, when you look at this Blazer squad though, in the, this young court they got uh Ant Simons coming off the best season of his young career. His name has been mentioned in trade talks, but right now he is the guy on this team. Uh Shaden Sharp coming off a solid rookie campaign. Scoot Henderson is a third overall pick waiting in the wings. And then you got Drew Holiday. Now, the reports are that they're going to try to look to flip or move Drew. But with me, when you talk about Drew Holiday, he's coming off a
1: <laughs> made that sound like a drug deal. I bought hey. him by the about to flip it. About
0: to move him, but coming off a first-team all-defense selection, uh, was voted the best defender in the league by a group of his peers and got his third teammate of the year award in the last four seasons. So it seems like, you know, you may not want to keep him on the roster for the long term because he's got a player option after this season, but you can use him a little bit. You don't necessarily need to trade him right away. He's a great guy to have in camp, great guy to have around these young guys, a great vet presence. You don't got to move him right away. You can wait till February, you can wait till December 16th when a team like the Lakers might be able to make a move or wheel and deal from him. But just in your opinion, what should the
1: Blazers do with Drew Holiday? Keep him. Um, you know, when you're talking about building teams and you're talking about building, foundation for the future you need an example you know you need an example in the locker room for the young minds to understand how to be professional how to be good teammates how to be good leaders right that's him right so i need to convince him hey can i can i can i keep you for one year you know so you can instill Championship, you can instill what a great teammate looks like, professionalism, right? A defensive present teaching, you know, Scoot and all these wings and guards how to be great defensive players, right? My staff can't teach that. I'm sorry. We didn't play at the level you played at. I need you to teach that and preach that to these guys. Then hopefully at the end of the summer, I can get you to a place where, you know, you want to be. But for right now, I need you, I need to vet leadership to pass on this, this knowledge to these guys to set a foundation for six, seven years from now. I don't need a, you know, I'm um, not even going to use that as an example, but I don't need a, you know, I have a whole bunch of young players trying to learn from each other. I don't need that in my locker room. I don't need, you know, that's what happens to some of these, these young teams that they get rid of the veterans, and they got a bunch of youngs. And the young guys don't know what the hell's going on. They're just coming out of college, the NBA, the G League, and you know, um, they're they're learning as they go without any teaching. So I
0: just got I got to slow you down when you said the coaches. They got Chauncey Billups leading that squad, so obviously got championship experience, and is a, is a great. He's mentor. a coach, but I'm saying as you said, from they don't have the coaches too. But from a coach no. standpoint, but now you got a player now to to instill that same <laughs> mindset mentality. And these guys won a championship, knows what it takes in this current version of the league now, what, to be when able I to say, do that.
1: What I'm saying, coaches is in the Other locker coaches. room, man. No, when I'm when in, in the locker room, it's players versus coaches. That's what it is. It's players versus co- Are you guys smart enough to teach us? Like we're 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 challenging you and you're coaching and you're subbing all year long, right? Um, so that's 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 they're not on the same accord like that um so you you need player who can show an example in real time i can watch you know i can pull and hold and say see you see, see what i'm talking about see he can't even see i can do that in real time versus a coach your coach could tell you all hey oh time out this is what we're gonna do that that shit don't work you need players on that in that in that foxhole with you because they understand each other
0: and when you talk about Drew Holiday, exceptional human being, went to a great university, comes from a great family, but now he's got, you know. Comes the, from a great
1: area. You know, A-1-8. San Fernando Valley Finals. San Fernando, baby. He won
0: 8 what's happening? And, and I understand, because I kind of agree with you from the standpoint of how beneficial he would be to the Blazers squad, but now if you're Drew, you Drew and you got the opportunity to opt out, you're probably looking for one more big deal. If, if the playing time isn't there with that team, now nah, you're going to sacrifice for your long-term stability and financial standpoint. From him, would he would he embrace that role, or is he like, look, I got to I gotta go somewhere where I can show where I can do, be on a contender again, because I got another deal coming up soon. Who did, who did wh- What's their lineup? Uh, I mean, at the guard position, they're pretty stacked. Uh, obviously, got Jeremy Grant that re-signed with the squad on that 160.
1: Jeremy deal. Grant was... That's Harvey Grant's son? You already know. Yeah. But that's respect to the Three, four. He,
0: he, 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 he plays four. I mean, three, but, four. Now, but now you two. got you got Shane the Sharp. You got Ant Simon. You got you got Shane can play two, three. Uh, Ant, you know, one, two. You crazy it, as it's hell One, two. Come, Drew,
1: Drew, ain't coming off the bench. I didn't say he was coming off the bench. Oh, so he go, but then he gonna play his minutes. Hey, but he might Drew not get can, his full workload. But what I'm saying, if, if Drew can lead this squad and get these players. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, get these players, you know, going because Drew played with Rondo, so he knows how to play the one-two. Like, he I, we, we good. He good. <laughs>
0: and I would just say, from the Scoot standpoint as well, when you talk about Scoot comparisons to Dame, Dame came in 22 years old, four years of college experience, started all 82 games as a rookie, averaged like 19 a game. Scoot's not that. Scoot's 19. Scoot, Scoot show what he could do in the summer league. But you now take a little bit of the pressure off of him or just throwing him into the fire right away. And you get to do that with an all-star caliber guard who's all defense, who's going to really, to your point, be able to mentor him and show him what it means to be able to play in this league on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. But I can see this thing, you know, even if it's just for a couple months for they, for they end up shipping Drew somewhere else to get some more value, strengthen up their roster. But the last question I have for you, your Arizona brethren, who you were a little, uh, you know, Yeah, you had a little bit of smoke for it, but what does DeAndre Aiden bring to this Blazer squad now? Tough situation in Phoenix, didn't get along with Monty Williams. Obviously, Frank Vogel now had some issues with the organization, tried to go to the Pacers, the Suns matched that deal. Now, you know, he's in Portland, he's got the opportunity to have a a stronger role with the team. What is he going to bring to this Blazer squad?
1: I think um, the one thing he's going to bring is joy. You know, you're going to have a, a guy who is positive about playing the game, right? If he didn't get along with Monty, that means when he was playing a game, he wasn't happy, right? Him being in a situation where the ideal of, you know, I need to be an option is, in, is, is there. So I think you're going to be, you know, you're going to see a guy who is finally in a situation in his mind where he gets to show people what he can do, right? So I think... You know, from that standpoint, he's going to be a happier version of himself than he has been in a while. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, yesterday news doesn't train, doesn't change the last five months. What have you been doing for the last five months? Right. Because that's very important. If the last five months, if you was training on the things that you did in that situation, right, ducking in, doing all this stuff, and now they're going to be giving you the ball with your back to the basket where we're saying, no, we're going to feed you, big man, and you ain't been doing that for five months, it doesn't turn over. A lot of people don't understand when I I say stuff like that. There's been six months in the summer, five months. What have you been doing for the five months? Have you been working on improving your whole game as a whole game, or you been just working on how you get the ball in situations there? Because I remember if you remember when we did, oh, he wasn't around. We did Josh, Josh Hart. Josh Hart said he spent the whole summer with the ball in his hands, working on picking roles, working on getting downhill. Right. And then. They, Frank Vogel came, right? And then he said, oh yeah, we're gonna make you a corner corner shooter. And he said, I didn't work on no spot shooting. That was one thing I didn't do. Like, you know, um, Luke Walton said, I'm gonna have the ball. I'm gonna be coming down. I'm gonna be more pick and roll style, making plays. And I spent the whole summer doing that. Didn't work on spot shooting. He's telling me I'm a spot shooter. So it feels like I didn't do nothing in the summer. That's what happens.
0: That game is a game. Well, you know, hopefully for DeAndre A to he was preparing for this type of situation. You know, I think there, his name had been mentioned kind of in trade reports before, so I don't know how, how much he, he knew he was in the Suns' long-term plan. So hopefully he got his mind right, but it's gonna be exciting to see, you know, obviously the Bucks and the Suns and, and the rest of the league and how these squads perform now. Dame is a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. Gil, you are officially a Bucks fan, City of Milwaukee. Rejoice and yeah. embrace this man with open arms. He got yeah. he got the pass from Marcus Johnson. He got the pass from Brandon Jennings. Bucks fans. So please let and Gil- Dame. And, and
1: Dame. And Dame.
0: And Dame. You and Giannis got immense mend some fences. You know, you have some things to say <laughs> about, about so him mad. spending I'm bread so... on Hakeem. It's all good. I'm still
1: mad that he actually went out there and spent $50,000. <laughs> it ain't
0: nothing to him. That's That, that ain't nothing to work I with Hakeem. You know people that spend 50K
1: on bottle service. It's all good. No, what I'm saying is, like, it ain't about, it ain't, it ain't about, it ain't about <laughs> Hakeem charging 50 grand. It's the idea. Like him going in to just go through a workout, cool. But don't, don't say you're gonna go learn Hakeem's stuff. No, just say Hakeem name is working you out. But you know, saying you're gonna go learn footwork from a guy in five days, what he's, what he was great at, that that isn't, that's not how that, that's not how, that's not how training works, right? If if I go to algebra class and I spend a week in algebra class, right, I'm not an algebra expert for the rest of the year, like. But you gonna learn some. No, you're not. For five hours, five hours in a whole week, you gonna learn what you gonna learn? It's nothing. This
0: is some some old school African Nigerian love though. It, you know, yeah, yeah, but I can tell you. A Greco-Nigerian
1: you what, and a traditional Nigerian, I'm, they're just trying to come together, Gil. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what happens. This is what happens with shit like this. You work out, you go, your confidence. Remember, he's working out by himself. No defense. Not whatsoever. All this shit is shadow boxing. Uh, uh. Uh, shadow boxing. <laughs> right? Obviously, we know shadow boxing is not real boxing, because when you get hit, all that shadow shit went out the window. Everything the you shadows you don't punch back. All that shit you thought you was gonna do went out the window. Same thing in basketball and sports. All the moves you're doing by yourself with no contact, with no real defenders. When it happens in the real game and you try to move and it gets stopped, or you gets called for a travel, what ends up happening is you say. It's gone. It's gone, and I'm gonna go back to what I normally do. Y'all remember James, you remember James Harden, right? You remember James Harden worked on that one-legged three. Remember the one-legged three? I do remember he it. He worked on it all summer. The man took damn near ten thousand shots of the one-legged preseason. He didn't like the percentage he was shooting at. We've never seen it again. <laughs> and he, he had, he had 10,000 reps of that and didn't see, we didn't see it again. So imagine you go out there working on a move for a week. You think you're going to be great at that? Come on, man, y'all need to stop. Well, if Giannis, if Giannis wanted the dream experience and really wanted to improve his back to the basket, he would have been as soon as the season, this is how training works, as soon as the season is over, I would have checked into Hakeem School and spent the last five months working with him day in and day out, working on my move. So it becomes a actual habit. Just because I work on a move 100 times in the summer, that is not a habit. You have to put weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months and months for it to translate. Whatever they worked on, it won't translate. Trust me. It didn't translate for the other ninety-eight goddamn bigs that tried to go there. You, 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 you the Giannis smoke,
0: The NASA's gonna be looking no, for us when we pull. It, it, I'm it, just
1: saying. It, it, it ain't about. It ain't about. You know. It ain't about. You know, Giannis or not. It's the idea. If you wanna, if you wanna improve your skill, you need five, six months of it to dial it in to go through the trials and tribulations of the move before you can put it in real time. Because whatever you're learning this week, once you put it in real time and you got all these different type of defenders and it's not successful, you, you throw it out the window. I'll worry about it in the summer again. And then you're gonna go back to the same year old step and go back to what you are great at. That's how it works. Well, I've, I've been doing this shit for a long time. I, I trained myself. So I know how I trained the move for two weeks and then tried to use it in the game. The shit didn't work out. No, I got to use the move. I got to train it. Then tell the players in practice, whoever's guarding me, Hey, I'm about to do the spin spin on you. Stop me if you can, because I want <laughs> him to know what I'm doing. So he, he has the advantage so I can see if it actually works in real life. That's real. This is what I do. I don't just look at shit and laugh. Even though there's, there's a 13-minute video <laughs> with Hakeem teaching Javelle and Amari. Real shit. The first move, four straight minutes, right? JaVale did the move eight times. He traveled seven of them. 50,000. <laughs> 50,000 <000 laughs> travel. But that's the shit I'm, I'm talking about. Eight moves, seven travels. There's a problem. That's the that's issue.
0: But this has been another episode of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. Uh, we'll see how the rest of this season <laughs> plays out for the Bucks, for Giannis, for Hakeem, and that 50K if we see if it's worth it. Uh, but it's been another episode of No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll be back with more very soon. Let's go, Bucks And
1: sons, and sons. <laughs> <laughs>